Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Mama's Fireplay podcast. I am financial planner, Canna Campbell. So this morning's podcast is actually an older podcast that I've chosen to republish. It's how Tom and I do money together, how we've agreed on budgets, how we've agreed on expenses, how we manage our cash flow as a couple, as a family, a modern day family. I share with you exactly the strategies, the approach, the mindset and the attitudes, as well as the boundaries and rules that we put in place. Now, a quick reminder, as you listen to this podcast, please know that I'm not telling you what to do. This is not personal advice whatsoever. And whilst I may touch on a few different financial products that we have incorporated in our strategies as we are on our own wealth accumulation journey, please know that this is not personal advice whatsoever. So please refer to my general advice warning in the podcast notes. All right. Now, I was actually going to redo this podcast, but then I listened to it and I realized it was actually perfect because we still use the same attitudes, approaches, rules, boundaries today. And what I explain in this podcast is still what we do today. And it's only helped us, I guess, create more financial harmony in our worlds. Of course, with natural setbacks, challenges and frustrations, but our relationship has only solidified when it comes to our financial well-being. So I think there's so much valuable insight and general advice here that I hope will help strengthen your relationship with your partner as you start talking about money and the exciting future that lies ahead. All right, please enjoy this very personal, intimate podcast about how Tom and I manage our money together. Today I want to talk about love, money and relationships. Our world is complex, very complex. We have fortunately moved away from the traditional world that our great-grandparents or even great-great-grandparents grew up where typically, you know, the male would normally go out to work and the female would stay at home and care for family members and take care of the home. Fortunately, we have moved away from this. We have evolved, we have adjusted, and we have grown. And we are hopefully working towards a world with far better equality and respect. However, navigating through this world financially isn't easy. There's no guides, there's no manuals, there's no how-to, and there's, in my experience, very little advice as how to do money in a modern-day world. Our world is, is different. We have blended families. We have different incomes at different stages of our lives. You know, we might earn a certain amount when we graduate from school or tertiary education. We might get a promotion. We might get a redundancy. 
We might take a break from work to raise children or look after elderly parents. We might even take a sabbatical for educational purposes. We might even get a huge promotion or pay rise or move to another country with different living expenses and taxation systems. We also have different financial responsibilities, different debts, different liabilities. Then, of course, different goals, different financial fears, different financial experiences. This can be challenging. This can be incredibly stressful. And then on top of that, we might have different cultural beliefs from our partner. And those cultural beliefs may even evolve and change as we become more informed and educated and form our own beliefs and opinions with more and more knowledge around us. It's hard to navigate money in a modern day world. In fact, in 2019, PricewaterhouseCoopers did an employee financial wellness study. And they discovered that 65% of women had financial matters as the number one stress in their lives. And in fact, men weren't that far behind the women at 52% of having financial matters as the number one stress in their lives. But the good news is, unlike a lot of other areas in our lives, the management of financial stress is actually a lot easier than we think. When we have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of understanding, it makes a huge difference, especially when we back that up with powerful, proactive actions. Even the little bits really do add up over time, and it can make a huge impact in taking off the financial stress off our own shoulders and our partner's shoulders and create financial harmony in our relationship so that we do create the space for so much more pleasure and enjoyment that I talk about. So as I said, in this podcast, I want to talk about love money and relationships, how to do money in a modern day world, how to open up to your partner about your financial fears, your financial goals, and your financial dreams in a safe and respectable way so that you can come on to the same page together and sing off the same page together. And to come back to my surfing analogy so that you can surf together, you can surf the waves together like synchronized swimmers. You can allow each other to take turns in catching those amazing barrels. You can have fun together surfing together. You can even potentially swap surfboards or lend your surfboard to your partner if and when they might need it and be okay with that. And of course, if that surf turns to a rough storm with large waves that you can hold on to each other and use each other to keep your heads above water together. That is what I want to talk about today. Now, to help, I guess, get my message or my advice or my wisdom across as clearly as possible, I'm going to share with you a lot about inside my own personal world as to how Tom and I do money in our relationship. Now, by no means am I doing this to gloat or boast about how we do money. We're not, you know, high-fiving each other as we smash through our financial goals. In fact, our situation is very complicated. You see, my son, Rocco, is from a previous marriage. When Tom and I met, uh, we had our own financial assets and, of course, our own financial liabilities. We're both self-employed. We both run our own businesses. Tom works insane hours. Yesterday morning, he went to work at 4.30 in the morning and he doesn't get home until about 6.37 at night. And it's not uncommon for him to work six days a week. And, of course, we have a daughter 
Apple and we're about to start IVF all over again shortly. We have a new home. And also we have very different upbringings. I was born in London. Both my parents worked. Tom was born and grew up in regional Australia and both his parents worked full time. We also had different educations, not better or worse, but just different. And we also have different levels of financial knowledge and understanding. However, somehow we managed to get on the same page together and it wasn't easy. And we definitely had heated arguments around money, especially when we were trying to figure out how to do it together. But eventually we got there. And in fact, we probably worked this out by doing things wrong or sometimes even by finding out how to do it the right way accidentally. But I think I've got some really great advice to share with you in this podcast that if you're in a relationship and you find the conversation around money uncomfortable or nerve-wracking or frustrating or just don't even know where to start, I think this podcast is really going to help you. However, before I begin, I also want to make sure that I'm not telling you what you must do. This is just a really gentle conversation with ideas. Kind of like cooking your own spaghetti bolognese, your homemade spaghetti bolognese. Most people who make spaghetti bolognese kind of have their own way of making it. They don't really need to look it up as, you know, in a recipe and they have their like special key ingredients that they like to do. So I guess in this podcast, we're talking about different ideas or different key ingredients that you might want to add next time you're making homemade spaghetti bolognese because you never know. It just might be that little bit more delicious. All right, so how do Tom and I do money in our relationship? And I have to say, since going through this process, I've never felt stronger and more secure and confident in the bond and connection that Tom and I have. And to share a little insight with you, I'm someone who is a very defensive person. I'm a typical cancer star sign. I have a really tough shell, but I'm really soft and hypersensitive deep inside. And Tom is someone who gets off a great pleasure and um, it's almost like a little like hobby he likes to play on me. He loves to wind me up and like, you know, not make fun of me, but like wind me up and, and um, have jokes and I'll like fly off the handle. He's like, relax, I'm kidding. And sometimes I take things a little bit too seriously. So it definitely wasn't easy, but now we just it's just easy and it's it's good and i feel like we're a team together but i also feel like we really respect each other's values and wishes and goals and dreams all right so this is where we started and that was with our attitudes but to do this we had to stop and quietly and respectfully and calmly listen to each other's money stories money beliefs and money values in a very respectful way so that each other felt safe and secure opening up their heart, letting their guard down and no longer being defensive, which is something I'm completely guilty of doing. Now, we didn't do this in one big, you know, powwow session. These were lots of various conversations like driving in the car together to maybe do the groceries or going for a walk together down to the beach or even jumping into bed together at nighttime and having, you know, a quick five-minute conversation. This has been information and insights that we've gathered slowly over time, getting a, a deeper understanding of each other and where we come from and what we both want. But in a nutshell, what we did was we listened. We stopped and listened and allowed each other to talk, to share with each other what our goals were what our dreams were, 
you know, where our value system lies, what our financial fears were. So, for example, for myself, me, us having, you know, no mortgage is really important. I don't like the stress of a mortgage. For me, I like the idea of having no mortgage because it really improves our cash flow. And if we can maybe make a few little sacrifices along the way and pay off our mortgage sooner and faster, not only are we going to save a huge amount of interest, but the benefit of that means that we can go on more holidays. We can go on longer holidays. We could potentially go on more luxurious holidays or holidays with greater sense of adventure. Now, when I explained that calmly to Tom, he got it. He realized that I wasn't being you know, frugal or mean or controlling with money. It was actually you know, for the family's benefit. And he understood that and respected it and got it and agreed to work with me on doing that. And equally back for me, I had to understand where Tom's value system lied around money. He's someone who, you know, is is good with money, but we have different levels of, of knowledge around money, obviously, because I'm a financial planner. And for Tom, you know, he really values experiences. You know, he, he is a bit more relaxed with money. He enjoys spending money on experiences. And I had to understand that and respect that that's where he comes from. And he makes a very good point, you know. We are, we are here for a limited amount of time. We don't know for how long. So we owe it to ourselves and the people around us to have a great time. So I had to take that on board and, and use that as an opportunity to expand and grow and open up my own mindset when it comes to money. Also, I had to share with Tom, you know, my, I guess, fear around money or my um, defensiveness or sensitivity around money, you know, being a female and obviously the moment I'm working at a part-time capacity and my, I guess, insecurity around feeling like I wasn't necessarily pulling my weight because I wasn't earning, you know, as much money as I would have liked to if I was working full-time. But in sharing that vulnerability to Tom, Tom was able to understand that and reassure me the value that I am as a, a partner, as a partner 50-50, that by me staying at home working part-time allows Tom to continue on working at the capacity that he's working. Without me staying at home, he wouldn't be able to do what he does. And that's why he was able to see where I was coming from and where I was feeling self-conscious and insecure and use that insight into me to reassure me that that's not the way that he looks at it. He never thinks that I'm not pulling my weight financially and actually really values and respects the value and the importance of me being at home, raising our son, Rocco, and our daughter, Apple. And whilst Rocco is not Tom's biological son, he absolutely loves him like his own. So once Tom and I had invested that time together, really understanding, getting on the same page, where each other are coming from, it just diffused any sort of tense energy between us. And then created the space for us to move forward, which was the next phase. And that was agreeing how this was going to work. See, Tom when I and I met, we had, you know, I had my house, he had his place. Um, we, I had my investments, he has, you know, his businesses. You know, it, we, we have different assets. And of course, we also have different liabilities and responsibilities. But we agreed on certain boundaries with each other. And we agreed that what we had built on our own previously was respectfully ours. And it was never, we would never make a claim if something happened in our relationship over 
the assets that we had previously built before coming together. Those assets were protected and off the table, and we both agreed equally on that. However, we did agree on drawing a line in the sand, drawing a line where we decided, all right, we are now a partnership. We're a 50-50 partnership. We're a business together. And going forward from this point forward, and this defining point was, you know, having, um, you know, finally falling pregnant with our daughter, Apple. And that is that this point forward, we're a team and partnership and we build assets together as a team. So that meant from this point forward, any sort of investing that we did, um, we would do it together for joint family financial goals. And yes, we also agreed to allow the space in our own separate budgets for our own, you know, projects or hustles or hacks, but I'll come into that in a second. Now, by doing this, it even solidified further the strength and the bond in, in our relationship because it really felt like we were a team. And we all know that when you have two people working on one goal, you are so much more powerful and efficient in achieving that goal and potentially even you know, overachieving that goal than just someone working by themselves. Now, in that agreement, we also looked at a budget and agreed on a defined budget. I will admit I was the one that did the budget. Um, sometimes one person's better than the other in managing the, the intricate family budget cash flows, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just like in a, in a business, you know, you have people that specialize in certain departments, and this is my department. So I sat down and went through our credit card statements, our bank account statements, and wrote down all our living expenses. And I divided them up into um, three sections. One section was our family expenses, so anything involved with the family as a unit, such as private health insurance, grocery bills, childcare, uh, children's clothing, um, babysitting, electricity, gas, council rates, pet insurance. And sort of on that note of, um, you know, expenses, Tom agreed that he wanted to pay for Rocco in the family living expenses 50-50. He didn't want me to have to you know manage that responsibility because as I said you're we're a team we're a family and there was no excluding so you know Tom has essentially adopted Rocco and uh, my two dogs and I have to say my two dogs have been incredibly expensive um, to the family budget over the last uh, two years um, but anyway that's another story in itself so and that's, I guess, a huge testament to, to Tom, you know, coming from this bachelor lifestyle to um, going from suddenly being, you know, as I said, that, that single bachelor living in Sydney in his bachelor pad to all of a sudden having a whole family, me, Rocco, and two dogs. And he's, you know, kindly and generously opened us and so has his family with welcome arms. So the first part of the budget was the family stuff. And then I said, looked at two other different budgets, one budget for me and one budget for Tom. So I looked at Tom's living expenses, how he chooses to spend money with no judgment, with, um, you know, no, um, I guess, bias or anything like that, just respectfully and, and accepting. And, you know, things like where he likes to spend money. You know, he's a Sydney guy. He loves to go to the pub with the boys and have a round, you know, shout everyone a couple of rounds of drinks or go to lunch with the boys or catch up with his friends or, you know, go to the driving range and, and you know, maybe buy a few nice golf clubs or, you know, golf balls. That That's his thing. And I had to look at that and go, that's fine. That's, that's his thing. That's what makes his heart sing. That's what makes him happy. That's where his value system is. And the same for me. I had to go through my personal budget and look at where I spend money. 
I, you know, like to get, um, you know, a pedicure and a manicure at the beginning of each month. Um, if I'm feeling a bit flat, I like to get a massage. Um, I also like to have in my budget, you know, some money that I can use to maybe um, get a, a buy a new dress or a new pair of shoes. You know, that's where my money value system lies. And so what I did was I worked out a set amount that needs to go into the family account each month and an equal, get this, an equal amount for both Tom and I each month. But the point is, and I'll explain in detail as to how this works in the um, in a second in, in step number four. But the point was we agreed on where we stand financially, what assets are off the table and, and respectfully our own and will remain respectfully our own. We agreed that we would work together as a team, building up money together going forward. We also agreed on the budget. And when I did the budget, I showed Tom. We went through it together and looked at, um, you know, was there anything in there that was excessive? Is there anything with there we should look at paring down or cutting out completely or things that we could do probably, um, you know, that we'd gotten a bit lazy and let slide? Um, and we both agreed on it and were happy with it. And I also showed Tom what our separate living expenses looked like and we agreed on that. Also in this agreement section, we agreed on some financial goals. You see, because we had done that budget together, we were able to look at and create what I call our mindful money number. I talk about this in a lot of detail in my book, Mindful Money. But by looking at our budget, a family budget and our separate individual budgets, we could look at the total number and we could see exactly how much money we needed per month to be able to be financially free without working. And if we could build up enough passive income through investing and investing in long-term growing passive income streams, which for us is, is shares and listed investment companies and ETFs and industrial shares, it meant that we could potentially, if we could achieve this goal, have enough passive income coming in so that we wouldn't have to work. We would have, for example, you know, $8,000 a month coming in that would pay for, you know, all our bills and all our living expenses and potentially even some holidays. And that made us excited because we started to have some really defined goals to work towards. And when you have some really defined goals, I'm not talking, I'm talking like, you know, a goal such as a goal to build up a passive income of $80,000 a year or a goal to build up a passive income of $50,000 a year, really defined goals. It starts to add a whole new level of excitement, purpose, and clarity in our lives. And together we, we got excited and it Again, another another bond, another bit of glue between us um, as we sort of realised we could potentially do this. Like, yeah, let's give it a really good go. And worst thing happens, we don't achieve it, but we'll, we'll come as damn close as we possibly can in giving this a good crack. So that was the agreement part. Agreeing on assets, agreeing on a budget and agreeing on goals. The third part was transparency. And in a world filled with financial abuse. This one, I'm going to kind of be a bit of tough love here as to how we, we did it. And again, we always agreed on this. We have complete and utter transparency and access to money in our relationship. There are no sneaky savings accounts. There are no sneaky credit cards. There are no um, sneaky debts going on like personal loans or anything like that. We know exactly what each other is worth what assets we have, what savings we have, what shares we have, what investments, what debts, absolutely everything. And we can view it and access it at any time. There is no one holding ATM cards or hiding cash. 
or, you know, withholding login details to internet banking or anything like that. It is completely transparent and open and honest. Also, there is an element of common sense here. We have the ability to see if each other is getting money out or spending money. We have notifications on our phone. So if, you know, suddenly money is taken out of an account, I, a notification comes up on my phone and I can say, oh, look, it's it's Tom getting, you know, a coffee or it's it's um, me buying the groceries at my local supermarket. Everything, it's, it's not there for us to check up on each other um, or, or spy on each other. It's just to make each other accountable. And it, it's actually been quite funny because it's created a little bit of a healthy competition between us because because we can see each other's bank accounts and we can see each the family account and and our personal accounts we kind of laugh and go well how are you going with your monthly budget oh I saw you you bought some new sunglasses the other day Mm, better make sure you stick to your budget for the rest of the month or I'd be like oh Tom mm, bit hungover look at all the money you spent at the local park Huh? Hmm. Or, you know, oh, Tom, you frugal man, you little stockpiling of your savings account there. Like we like to wind each other up and it's a really healthy banter, really funny conversations that we have. And, um, and again, as I said, Tom loves to wind me up and pretends that um, I'm a kept woman and, he, and I don't spend any money and he spends, pays for everything. And it's great because it's the reality and the honesty is in the banking transaction. So it's it's a funny thing that we have between us. But again, it works, and that's why I'm sharing this with you. Now, the next step, and this is the one um, I'm actually going to make an IGTV video to show you so I can show you visually as well as explain verbally. And this is the logistics side. And this is where how we actually make the budget work. We make and prioritize our goals so that they actually happen. And we continue on with allowing that transparency in our relationship and around finances. And that is what we do is we have both our salaries deposited into the family living expenses. From that account, at the beginning of each month, I transfer an equal amount into my personal account and an equal amount into Tom's personal account. And again, as we can view everything and we each have our own ATM debit cards attached to our personal accounts and we will each have an ATM debit card attached to the family living expense. So if Tom needs to grab some groceries on the way home, he can pay for that out of the family expense and vice versa for me. And from each of our separate individual personal accounts, we can spend that money as we wish. It's an equal amount and it has to last for the month which means we have to, we're accountable. We have to make sure that money works. It's been set to a pre-agreed budget, so that money should work. It should last. And in that allows us the space to spend money respectfully and without any judgment or opinions other than a bit of healthy banter here and there. For example, if I want to go and buy myself, you know, a new pair of shoes or some sunglasses, that's perfectly fine because it comes out of my personal account. Or if I want to go and join an expensive gym, that's my business because it comes out of my personal account. But I still got to make that money last. And if I, you know, um, if if there's any savings, I get to keep all that savings for myself. If I choose to not buy anything or, or live frugally or take my lunch to work every day or, you know, have quiet weekends, I get to benefit from that and I get to keep the savings and vice versa for Tom. 
If Tom wants to blow all that money, that's his business. It's not mine. It's not for me to judge. It's respectfully his. And same for Tom. He can save that money and um, do, you know, let it stockpile. Um, if he wants, that's perfectly fine. Now, within that money, it also allows us a little bit of space to work on our own individual goals as well. Because as I've shared with you in my YouTube videos, it's important to have joint goals, but it's also important to your own sense of self-worth and being an individual and an empowered individual to have your own personal goals. And some of these are lifestyle goals, such as Tom saving up, you know, to join a new golf club. And for me, you know, my goals around investing and in continuing to invest in my own personal portfolio. And of course, you know, my side hustle, the thousand dollar project, any money that I do my, that I build or create or find or manifest or hustle myself is, is my money because that's my hard additional extra work outside of the business. And yes, there are times I, I give that money to the family or I might even split some of that money for Tom or use that money to spend or something for Tom and I or for the family's enjoyment. But that's for me and my decision because it's come from my additional extra work. So the $1,000 project is goes into this my separate account, the $1,000 project savings account. And again, Tom can see that and has complete transparency as to what I'm doing to earn extra money and save extra money. And respectfully, you know, he honors that and, you know, can even use it as, as his own source of inspiration. So that completely diffuses any tension or arguments in our money. And then all the other family expenses come out of the family account, the mortgage repayments, the grocery bills, childcare, babysitting, children's clothing, Rocco's karate lessons, Rocco's chess lessons, you know, any medication, trips to the chemist, um, doctor's appointments, those sorts of things. Anything that's related to the family always comes out of that account. Now, of course, occasionally things happen in life. Things catch us by surprise and, you know, something might happen, you know, a specialist bill that, you know, if that happens and we blow our budget or we go slightly over, we have the safety and security in our relationship to say, hey, look, something happened this month. I had a bit of a blowout or this unexpected bill happened or this has been, you know, happened in, in my situation. Um, I might need a bit of a top up and that is absolutely fine as long as we explain it's been fair and justified and then, you know, we will top up the whatever account needs to be topped up in order to get through till the end of the month until we get paid again. So we have so we have Tom's personal account, we have my personal account, and then we have the family account. We also have a financial goal account and that is where we put extra money or spare money or money within our budget um, to be saved up and then eventually invested when we're ready and when we've agreed on those investments because again that's back in that that transparency and that agreement part in step number two for tom and i we both um, agree that shares is the way that we want to build up our passive income and achieve our mindful money number and the reason behind that is because it's quick and easy to to start investing. You don't have to save up a huge $100,000 deposit to buy an investment property. You can start investing with as little as $500 if we wanted to. So we have the next account is our financial goal account, and that is where we put money in that. And then we have our lifestyle goal account. This is where we have an agreed uh, lifestyle goal, which is, for example, a holiday, set, putting money aside in preparation for a holiday so that those nights when we come home and we're tired or cranky or just simply over it, we know that we're saving up money and putting it aside for that day when we can go on a holiday, whether it be an international holiday or whether it be just somewhere local to get away for a weekend. 
it's something really powerful about seeing that holiday savings account adding up, knowing that we, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, we'll get an opportunity to recharge our batteries and go away as a family and have fun and, and connect as a family and create and invest in, I should say, memories that are going to last a lifetime and, and help strengthen us and solidify our family's bonds and ties. So just in a nutshell, because this is obviously harder to explain verbally rather than in a visual way, and as I said, I will create an IGTV video to show you this through a whiteboard, but there's Canna's account, Tom's account, the family living expense account, the financial goal account, and um, the lifestyle account, which is a holiday savings account. And just coming back to step number two, where that agreement, I forgot to also mention that in that part, we also had some agreed terms with our mortgage. As I said, for me in my value system, paying off our home loan as quickly as possible was really important to me. And Tom agreed once he understood the benefit of that, that we should work together as a priority. So in our budget, we also factored in a mortgage repayment that would ensure that we were on top of our mortgage, beating the bank. And being ahead of that prescribed 30-year period that most of the banks put us on, we've agreed that we want to pay our mortgage off in 20 years or less. And because we agreed and we worked out how much time and interest we would save, and if you go to the Sugar Mama website, those calculators to work out how much time and money we'll save are there through the lump sum and extra payment calculator. We agreed to prioritize our budget around making this happen or trying to make this happen to the best of our ability. So these four steps have had a profound benefit in our relationship. They are the magical spaghetti bolognese ingredient, you know, starting with our attitudes and our, our money mindsets and our fears and beliefs and letting our guards down, opening up our vulnerabilities, but our dreams and goals, working to an agreement, you know, agreeing respectfully together, making sure that it was equal and fair and we were happy. The third step, making sure everything was transparent, nothing's hidden, no lies, no deceptions, everything on the table and safely on the table without any judgment, with a complete acceptance, working together as a team. Then the fourth step, the actual logistics, getting this all to work together so that it's not just all talk and no action, it's actual powerful action, powerful, proactive, mindful steps in making this work in financial harmony together so that we want to keep working like this, keep this this great attitude, keep this brilliant momentum going, you know, as we feel like we're making progress with our financial goals and dreams. So the fifth and final step, and this is always an ongoing one, and that is the regular check-in with each other. Taking the time out, and as I said, not just one big powwow session like the first step works, but just every now and again checking and going, hey, um, have you seen what our mortgage is up to or down to? Did you see I, I got a bonus the other day and I, I put it on the mortgage for us and that actually saved this much time off our home loan and this much in interest? Seeing how how we both feeling. Is that budget that we've set for each other individually working okay? Or, is it, or maybe we're being a bit too lazy. Maybe we could reduce it a tiny bit and increase our mortgage repayment more or put more money towards investing. Are there any tweaks and changes that we need to make to make it work even better for us? You know, is there is there something coming up, you know, an expense that we need to be aware of? You know, for example, with COVID, the Tom's property, the tenant just got up and, and decided to go back home overseas. And so Tom is left with 50% rent, you know, checking in with each other, say, look, how's that going? Do we need to maybe look at changing tenants? We need to speak to a, a property manager about this, like checking in and saying, okay, well, what have we got to be mindful of? What have we got to sort of um, think about could happen? 
what are the things we could do? What are the opportunities have we got around us to invest and achieve that goal? You know, or even just saying, you know, communicating some upcoming problems. Uh, you know, Tom's business has been impacted by COVID-19. He would normally be in Melbourne working at least two days per week, um, flying to Melbourne twice per week. So we've had, obviously had to check in with each other and work out how do we support each other and make each other feel safe and supported through, you know, a challenging time that COVID has brought about for most of us in our lives. And this is that time in the ocean right now for us where it's that ocean is is getting rougher and rougher and that storm is coming and those clouds are coming and there's rain in the distance and some lightning bolts and it's potentially heading our way. This is where we, you know, hold on to each other and our surfboards together and, and try and, you know, keep our heads above water and ride those waves together. And, you know, coming back to those goals, you know, are they still feeling right? Do we need to change them? Do we need to, maybe we, do we need to maybe delay them and try and achieve them a couple of years later if we're a little bit tracking behind or other things we can do to try and speed it up? This constant open, safe conversation as to how we're going, you know, how's the budget looking? Are there new expenses? And trust me, there are always new expenses trying to slide into our budget. It's just a part of life. So that constant, open and safe conversation about how this is all working. Are we feeling like a team? Are we feeling supported? What can we change? What can we improve? And let's get excited. What can we also agree on to celebrate our successes along the way? See, for us, it's not about sl- like slogging our guts out, working ridiculously hard, burning ourselves out to then get to age 55 or 60 and then enjoy it. It's about, as Tom said, honoring his value system, enjoying the experiences along the way, whether that be a weekend away, whether it be splurging and having a, a, a beautiful meal in a special restaurant somewhere, whether it be buying something like a treat for ourselves, you know, that comes back into the last step of checking in with each other, making sure that we are enjoying the process along the way, because building financial freedom and harmony is not about flogging yourself. We do come here with nothing. We do leave with nothing, but we have a responsibility to have balance in our lives, to enjoy it with financial harmony, but also to do it with respect and mindfulness. So I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. As I said, this is not to tell you or to boast about how we do it and we do it the right way and you must do it this way. It's just as I said, suggestions, ideas, conversations, insights as to what works for us, how we work together as a team in a very complicated world with different insecurities, with different money beliefs, with different cultural beliefs and how we work to the best of our abilities in this day and age. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you have time, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave me a review and rate my podcast channel because every review and every rating really does add up, just like every dollar counts when it comes to achieving your financial goals. All right, everyone, thanks again for listening. I'm Kanna Campbell. Have a fantastic week. Ciao for now.